Greetings, Amigops. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our delightful headphone, uh, sippy cupped, I don't know, maybe that was an adult uh, water, it looked like a sippy cup, sweatshirted co-host Kyle. This week, we will not be doing any accents, I was just doing one, it was offensive to all people in all times, so I'll not be doing that in this episode. Instead, Kyle and I will be discussing a topic of Kyle's choosing, I don't know what that topic is, he promised me it was a silly one. We're going to debate that topic vigorously for somewhere around, I don't know, 40 minutes or so of this, hopefully somewhere sub two hours podcast. We're going to rank them, re-rank them, rank them again, then re-rank them, then rank them, and then re-rank them. It's going to be a really epic episode. We'll be very refined by the end. And then at the end of this episode, we will have a definitive top 10 list of Kyle's chosen subject. So Kyle. What are we talking about this week? Thanks for that fantastic introduction, Michael. Really good. I, I do what I can for you, Kyle. You're really consistent. So <laughs> it's the same delivery every time. <laughs> we are we are nothing but consistent on this show. Like with the introduction, yeah. it's pretty much the same. So the other day, I don't remember why it came up, but your recurring nightmare came up and whoever i was telling about it thought it was the funniest thing i'd ever heard of can you explain to the viewer your recurring nightmare (laughs) well it's funny you mentioned this because i'm trying to remember if it was because i was hunting or what the context was but i was thinking about my recurring nightmare so for the listeners uh, who don't know and most of them probably do because i have like five stories and i tell them to everybody i know they're great stories listening knows me it is a good story. So I had this this dream that I kept having for like a long period of time. And this dream consisted of me being in my backyard of my house. So it was always in the backyard of my house, which at the time had like a little bit of a hill on it. So I'd be in the backyard and I'd be doing whatever. I don't know, playing wiffle ball, shoveling some dirt. And I would see a bear. And once I saw the bear, I was like, all right, well, that's not good. It's time to get inside. But, you know, when you see a bear at a distance, you're like, all right, I've got a little time. I just got to get inside. We'll be good. You know, doors, locks, the whole deal. So I start going inside and then all of a sudden the bear is really fast and I'm not as fast as I think I am. And it starts getting closer. And so I go to close the door and I get there just in time. I close the door. But unfortunately, this is a smart bear and the bear (laughs) opens the door and I'm like, oh, fuck. The bear can open doors. And so I have to like run out the front of the house. And now the bear is in the house, but then he can open the door to get out of the house. So I got to like run around the house and he's running around the house. The problem is not only is this bear have the dexterity to open the door, he's smart enough. And I can't emphasize smart enough to have tactics that are at least as refined as mine. And this fucking smart bear just haunted my dreams forever. I could never get away from him because he was really smart, but he was also as physically powerful as a bear. Right. Like as smart as you, but as strong as a bear. Like, <laughs> I yes, it's a really tough combination for me. You told us about that in college and we thought it was like the funniest shit. Like this concept of a bear just like in your kitchen, like Michael, it's me, your nemesis, the smart bear. <laughs> so... <laughs> I any but anyways I told that story to somebody and they thought it was so funny because it is and 
stupid. I, w- I wish we <laughs> so were doing stupid. I wish we were doing top ten like re- dumb recurring dreams because that'd be fun. But we're actually doing something more rudimentary. We're just doing top ten bears. <laughs> I am so glad. I feel like we've <laughs> we've done this this concept a couple times, but it's one that we should do with everything because I really like it. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's a lot of... It's a really fertile ground. Like, surprisingly fertile, especially for bears. Yeah. Yeah, bears Bears have an interesting thing where, unlike some of the other creatures we've done, they have both ferocity and cuddliness down, which really allows them to kind of cover a lot of ground. Yeah, so the way the way I've ranked these bears is I've ranked them, like, bec- like inspired by your smart bear. I've rank them and how smart they are but also (laughs) that's fun but also like how bearish they are like the more the bear kind of like behaves like an actual bear so i've weighted those two things like like a really smart bear that doesn't do any like actual bear things might be lower than a bear that's not as smart but does more things that you might so let's say let's say for example it's basically just me like it's me working a white collar job being like you know living in a home and being on my laptop with you but i happen to be a bear i'm probably not going to rank as highly as i might because i'm not like shitting in the woods you're not doing yeah you're not doing any like bear things you could be a person like you're like a fully anthropomorphized bear at this point yep right okay so i i'm into this that's kind of the loose structure of this list and i've also like kind of and you just to be clear you did not you did not offer a score for each of those criteria, did you? Or do you actually have a score? Okay. No. Because you're very, sometimes very scientific with this. Sometimes I am. In this case, I am not. And so there may be some re-ranking here. Okay. So we'll get right to it. Uh, these The bottom of the list are bears that I'm particularly fond of, but that not a lot of people probably know. So the number 10 is Banjo of Banjo and Kazooie fame. Did you ever play Banjo and Kazooie? that's so good yes <laughs> what a yeah. great pick yeah so so for those of you who are not familiar banjo and kazooie was this great nintendo 64 game where you played as the the titular banjo he's just a bear who sounds kind of dumb <laughs> that kind of thing and kazooie is your like roadrunner friend that hangs out in your backpack and i don't remember like much of the details of the game other than there's like witches and like shamans and you have to collect eggs and the only like really bearish thing that banjo does is that you collect honeycomb i think throughout the game Mm. and he's also not like super bright like i think kazooie is kind of the brains of the operation and banjo that's my recollection and banjo is kind of like you know the muscle so he's Mm -hmm. a great bear and unfortunately he just like doesn't show up all that often like there was banjo and kazooie and then there was banjo and tui the sequel and he's kind of made like cameo appearances here and there since he's actually in the new smash brothers game which is cool but this pick is mostly just for those like me that like really fondly remember that game banjo's bareness is not like super bear e i guess i would say i i actually have to admit i forgot he was a bear yeah he's a bear believe it or yeah. not <laughs> banjo the bear i actually forgot that which feels stupid and i definitely didn't know kazooie was a roadrunner he may not even be, but like I know that I just remember that in the game, yeah. Banjo could lean backwards and and Kazooie could stick his legs out of the backpack, and like I do remember that that was cool. And you could run around really fast, which like kind of reminds me of a Road Runner. 
Wow. Wait, Banjo has a necklace. He's got like a chain with a tooth on it. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Pretty cool looking guy, Banjo. Yeah. Wow. I forget. That's a great game. It is a great game. That's one that probably needs to be remastered. I would pay for, I would pay money to play that again. I would too. I wish backwards compatibility and all that stuff were more of a priority for game makers. Cause that's all I, at this point, I'm <laughs> yeah, good with right. my list of games I've played. I just like, I just want to play old games now. Yeah. So Banjo's number 10, number nine. So I realized that by my own metrics, this next bear should probably be like number one. Cause he's like, like pretty definitively the smartest bear on this list and also okay. like <clears throat> behaves most like a bear out of like any bear on this list except maybe a couple so the the only reason that he's this low is because like he's a pretty obscure bear that's really the only reason and i'm trying not i to think that harder. matters i think that matters yeah and he's like this is like pretty obviously my favorite bear like i love this particular bear i'm I would bet that you have a strong regard for this bear as well. I'm talking about everyone's favorite polar bear from His Dark Materials, Yurik Bernison. I <laughs> love Yurik Bernison. He's so great. I also just love, like, one thing that I find so neat about Philip Pullman is how he does this thing, and it's a little bit J.K. Rowling-esque, though in reverse, because he was first. Right. Where he takes... It's not that he takes something normal necessarily and makes it magical and it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's that he takes magical concepts that already exist and then tweaks them ever so slightly. Like, I really like how the witches in his story, you know, you're familiar with the concept of witches. And so it's not a new, he's not like invented a witch, but he's put his own sort of spin on it. And that's sort of how I felt about the bears in his dark materials where there's like the concept of an anthropomorphized animal or talking animal or whatever, slightly magical version of a normal animal. But I really found the concept of like the metal and how being involved in human life for a polar bear was like this great shame and how they there was this mythology that sprung up around these bears that was different and really cool. It's so cool. Like specifically the mythology of their their like the way that uh like Yurik like basically can't be tricked. Like the like, bears like are yeah. like a lot like quicker than humans and like they're in the story, like people carry around like their souls like on the outside of their bodies. They're called demons. And bears don't have those, but they're arm they wear this like cool armor. Um, that basically functions as like their soul. Like it's like this cool like yeah. attachment between like metal and, and creature. Like you're right. Like he adds like a lot of those kinds of touches that make that like subset of that's like a small part of his universe that he's created, but I love it. It's like why I love the first book so much is because there's so much Yorick in it. Um, it's also a cool little breadcrumb trail that he starts leaving when you start to understand the concept of dust and the concept of demons and how it translates differently across different worlds and across different species. And it's interesting how I don't remember when they actually come out and explain that the armor is the bear equivalent of your demon or the, um, the, um, those, those wheels for the like, uh, elephant type creatures that I'm forgetting. The Mulefa. Yeah, the Mulefa, um, and how they have those... What, what the hell are those things called? The seed like the pods. pods? Yeah. It's cool how when you go back, you can understand why Yorick is such a ruined bear at the beginning of the stories. 
in a way that you can't fully appreciate the first time around. Beautifully written. I recommend the uh, the Golden Compass trilogy for those of you who have not revisited it or visited it in the first place. I just re-listened to all of them on Audible, and it was a really pleasant experience. Especially the yeah, guy I did that about a year ago, and it was amazing. Especially the guy that does Yurik, because he talks in like this gravelly kind of. <laughs> oh, it's so bearish. It's great. Yeah. Anyways, that's Yorick Bernison. He's among my favorite bears. Yeah, same. Number eight is interesting because he's not that smart and he's not that bearish, but he's really popular. And he's not like, it took me a minute to remember that he's actually a bear. It's Fozzie Bear, the Muppet. <laughs> like, Good call. Like he's, is Fo- Fozzie's not smart, is he? No, he's, he's kind of, I don't know. He's not, I don't know if he's dumb, but he's not like, that's, he's not, he's not, I guess that competitive with your smart bear and it's not like he's living in the woods. Like he seems like he probably lives in like a house. So like by my criteria, like he should be low. Like he should be at number eight. Also the fact that he mm-hmm. like, he's not obviously a bear. He's, I mean, cause he's partly cause he's, you know, he's a puppet. That's part of it. Yeah. Not a, well, not a puppet. Well, sorry. A musical puppet. Otherwise Thank known you. as a Muppet. They're slightly different. They're close. My favorite Fozzie moment is when, uh, in the Muppets movie when they go to pick him up and he's like it's like two o'clock and he's like singing like up by himself on a stage in a bar and the Foo Fighters are there for some reason I don't remember why <laughs> that was like it was as though the filmmakers made that moment for you that movie is shockingly hilarious I'm looking at photos of Fozzie right now and my god that hat and scarf combination is just so good yeah he's well dressed which again is not something that your typical bear does. I guess he doesn't wear clothes. It's literally just a hat and a scarf, huh? Yeah. Also, yeah. he's the originator of Waka Waka Waka. Yep, that's true. Shakira owes a lot to Fozzie Bear. <laughs> I think she credits him on all of her albums if you read the liner notes. God, well, that's the problem is people these days don't buy physical albums, that, you know. <laughs> so you wouldn't know about Fozzie as an inspiration. No, you just you got to be intuitive to pick that up. I don't know how much there much more there is to say about Fozzie other than uh, like he's like almost he's almost like not. He's almost a technicality because like there's not much bearish about him. Well, he actually brings up an interesting point. So his his is a little bit weird because. He's not a teddy bear. He is a bear in a world of. Puppets, which is different. It's like being animated does not make you not a bear. It just makes you a bear in an animated world. But my but see, yeah. my question is, what about teddy bears in worlds where not everything is a puppet or a stuffed animal? That's my question. Do those count? I think I can think of at least a couple of teddy bears that might fit that. And I have I will say I don't have any teddy bears on my list, but I do have some in my honorable mentions well i guess i I don't know well some of these i guess are kind of up for debate i would say it's fine like i the list is just fictional bears and like his name is fozzy bear that's like i think that's kind of enough for me also like it would be different if i guess you're right like if it was only puppets and he was a bear that would be one thing but the muppets exist in a world with like theoretically like with real bears right Oh, that's interesting. I was actually putting him in the the, ex, the definitely exempt category, but they, you're right. I forgot about that. Like, 
Yeah, like... Yeah. I don't know. Let's revisit this, but that's an interesting <laughs> subtlety that, that should be explored. Well, that's, like, the big question to me is, are you a teddy bear in the world in which you exist? I would argue, though, that we should include them regardless. Yeah, I think I agree. But, but, importantly, your average teddy bear is going to lose a lot of points on the bearness scale because the typical teddy bear doesn't really behave like a bear. And they're probably not that smart. Right. So that's, so, that's okay. I think, where they, they, would, they would probably logically fit on the honorables. Yeah, so they... Okay, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Speaking of segments that are not our top list, now is usually the time we do the not top three. We just have to, you know, cue it up. Hit oh, that wait, wait, wait. Oh, did you hear that yeah he heard it okay thanks he heard it he cued it wow thanks kev you were the man that was stankalicious just like my girl fergie sitting right next to me who's also stankalicious that's mike's cat just so everyone knows it's not actually Fergie. yeah that's mike yes no no fergie i'm sure smells fine yeah probably Hmm. so the not top three i didn't actually pick bears that were like notoriously unbear like or stupid i just picked like some mean-spirited bears <laughs> so the first one it quickly is from uh just the same series that uh Yurik bernison is from yulfer ragnison who's like the usurper bear king that takes Yurik's spot but like importantly is undone by being unbear like like doing his best to not be yeah. a bear. Yeah, yeah. It that is an interesting point. Yeah, whatever. I was going to take that in a direction. We don't need to take it in, but it's interesting. I, I agree. That is it is an interesting uh, concept in the story that like being like your kind is a is a useful thing, and forgetting who you are is a major strike against you. Yeah, you might get tricked into Yurik pretending like his paw is hurt or something, and end up losing your jawbone. <laughs> It could happen. Yeah, that losing your j- that was rough. <laughs> Torment job it. Odom. I think it. Number two is a real dick. I should have put this guy on the uh the Dick Villains podcast. It's Lotso Huggin' Bear from Toy Story 3. <laughs> that was right at the top of my list. He is the biggest dick bear in the history of dick bears. I like he's a dick to our heroes, but oh we just and I just watched this the other day. It's about halfway through our pixar movie marathon and uh he's really mean to big baby i don't know if you remember their backstory terrible like they get left right there get left in the box or something it's raining i remember they get left on a picnic and then they make their way home and they look through the window and she's got a new bear and he's like fuck this let's get out of here and baby and like the clown are like fuck that dude like she replaced you but not us like we can stay like we can all stay, but like especially us. And he's like, no, 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 fuck all that. And he like yeah. makes he's really mean. So, anyways, he's a real dick and is a teddy bear. But he's not on the actual list. He's only on the not top three, so it's fine. The last bear, and this is this bear, is truly out of nightmare. Like in a very literal sense, it's the like weird, like fucked up bear from Annihilation that has like the human voice. You remember that bear? No, I forgot about it, actually. <laughs> it's like the most... It's like... There are a lot of upsetting things in that movie, 
So this is probably that's the worst, unquestionably. That's the that's the most upsetting I, thing. I would say it's there's something more. Upsetting. Well, secondly, second, sorry, but like, la- that last thing, yeah. In like any other movie, this is like by far the most upsetting thing you'd ever see. Like it's a bear. Yeah, that, you're right. I completely forgot about the other thing. <laughs> probably like it's a good defense mechanism. If you ever watch yeah. Annihilation, be afraid of this fucking bear. It's like a mutant bear that like eats people and then like regurgitates their screams out of its own mouth it's like the, most the horrifying, maw of the great beast the most horrifying thing i've ever seen and i'll tell you this you know how like you eat some brussels sprouts and they're good on the way down and when you burp them back up they're not as good yeah that's how it is when you regurgitate a scream too it's even worse on the way out yeah it's when you yeah when you regurgitate a human voice screaming and you're a bear it doesn't like sound as good on the way up no for jesus sure. Great movie, but just be prepared. Outstanding film. Any other uh, not top three bears? So I want to mention one. I was just looking at my list to see if I had any that were like definitively bad. One is Mr. Bultitude from That Hideous Strength, which is the third of the space trilogy by C.S. Lewis, which I think I mentioned on my my Mike Booker prizes last year. So this was one that takes place... Uh, on the campus of a fictional college and it's where all of these intellectuals who are trying to basically remake the world in their own image live because they've discovered the existence of uh, galaxies out beyond our own and Mr. Bultitude is this bear that lives at the college and he ain't very nice so (laughs) that's one I'll mention okay cool that's it I couldn't think of any other that are like definitely mean yeah, I couldn't think of any others either. Yeah. All right, that brings us back to the list. Yep. Number seven is a very famous bear. He's very practical. I don't know how smart he is. Number seven is Smokey Bear. He's like... Yes, I... Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he's very practical and, like, very knowledgeable, I think, about a specific item. But I don't know how well-rounded his intelligence is. And I think it's safe to say that he lives in a forest... Because it doesn't want it to catch on fire. So that's fairly bearish. Um, that's where I had put Smokey Bear. I like that one. I wrote that was the second bear I wrote. He's a very famous list. bear, yeah. He is. I also was looking, uh, and this will come out after Christmas. I was looking for some uh, bear-related artwork for my dad. Ooh. And uh, the only you can prevent forest fires, like, pointing at me with one hand and holding the shovel up with the other hand was... Um, that was just, it's so iconic. And it's really smart advice. Oh, yeah. But I, but I suspect it's the only smart thing he thinks about. So, it's, like, the depth of his knowledge... Oh, well, actually, I'm not even sure the depth of his knowledge is that great. He's just encouraging me. It's like if I said, make sure to save the environment. It's like, that's good advice. But A, it's the only thing I talk about, which means that my breadth of knowledge is is weak. And B, it's not very detailed advice. And so it's not clear that the actual depth of my knowledge is that great either. Yeah. I I bet if you got down to it, Smokey would have all kinds of tips for preventing forest fires. But you're right. Like, you don't want to bring Smokey Bear to trivia. Like, he's not going to be able to answer many questions outside of that realm. 
Yeah, and I and I know that on this podcast we're not in the business of dancing on graves, and we've generally stayed above the political fray. <laughs> but I do think it's worth noting he he clearly knows more about wildfires than our outgoing president, whose big thing on wildfire wildfire management is just in his words sweeping the floor. So they're not sweeping, Mike. They're not doing enough sweeping. So I don't know, Smokey. Kyle's doing a face right now. Uh, I'm doing the accordion. Very, I'm enjoying. He's doing the accordion thing that is very confusing. Listen, if you sweep the. Well, anyways, yeah, but I will say, like, this is a truly brilliant piece of advertising because, like, everyone in the world associates Smoky Bear with, like, forest fires and vice versa. It's actually pretty brilliant. So, but anyways. uh, Number six. Are you familiar with the Berenstein Bears? Of course. That was, uh, let's see, that was one, two, three, six. That was the sixth thing I wrote. Yeah, because this so, is for the listeners. This is how this works. When you're the receiver and you don't know the topic, you just start frantically typing things to get it out of your head. Yeah, and I actually find that to be a really telling exercise. Yeah, because sometimes, like, like if Sony says, "What's your favorite movie?" and you're like, you know, you write the Italian Job, The Matrix, and then at number ten, you're like, "Oh, Citizen Kane." Yeah, often <laughs> that actually means you're full of shit and you don't really like Citizen Kane. You just remembered to say it later. And the first couple are the ones you really like. Yep, that's how this list goes. So, the Berenstein Bears, for those of you who are, weren't, aren't familiar with them, and I read a lot of Berenstein Bears as a kid, the criticism that these stories tend to have is they're pretty formulaic, but that's also kind of like their greatest strength. So how it works is Brother Bear or Sister Bear get into some like scenario where they need advice. Like say there's a bully at school or like they like don't know how to ice skate. And then they go to Papa Bear and they say, Papa, help, help, you know. And Papa Bear says, you know, of course. So then usually what happens is Papa Bear is an idiot and he, like, doesn't know how to do it. But, like, through his idiocy, Mama Bear then has to intervene. And then, like, between, like, Mama Bear's actual intelligence and Papa's kind of, like, don't do this, the kids, like, end up being really good at whatever it is by the end of the story. And that's, like, pretty much it, like, every time. I just want to say, I love the hair. I know this isn't about uh, Papa Bear or any of the specific Berenstein Bears uh, qualities, but I love their hairdos on the television <laughs> show. I don't remember them having like like notable hairdos. I, it's like the it's not that they're outlandish. It's like the way they fall and I the profile view of the sun. Like his hair is very <laughs> amusing to me. It just like hangs out over the front. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and I always really enjoyed that. Yeah, we have no idea what Mama Bear's hair looks like on account of she's like pretty much always wearing a bonnet. Yeah, they they do. <laughs> uh, they look a lot, a lot like a photo of people working on a cotton plantation <laughs> in like <laughs> eighteen thirty. He even he even like Papa Bear. You're totally right. Has like a Civil War era like forty gallon hat and those suspenders. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Like where the hell do they live? <laughs> they live in Bear County. I looked that up. When okay, let me take that back. When do they live? Oh, unclear. I don't think they have access to. Yeah. Like they could be honestly like like turn of the century. Like they don't. Well, they don't really have access to modern i don't know i bet they have cars and stuff i don't know i would put them right around the turn of the century 
I think the nice thing about the Berenstein Bears, though, is I, I they're relatively timeless. Like their outfits are clearly trapped in the past, but as a like as a template for storytelling, they're pretty timeless. I agree. Like the kids still get bullied. Kids still want to learn how to ice skate. You know, uh, it's good old fashioned family values. And they and they do you do... know that they're spelled Berenstain? Yeah, named after Stan That's and weird. Jan Bernstein. Oh, I've never seen that name spelled that way. I know. I I had a hard time Googling it earlier, and that's why. Huh. So anyways, that's the Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. Yeah. They're, yeah, great call. That's a great one. They're fairly bearish. They do, like, like, they're mostly human in their behavior, but they do, like, some things that are, like, a lot of things in their world are, like, bear-themed or, like, bear named like they're the there's babies, a lot of bear puns yeah the the baby's name is like honey bear like they live in a tree which is like kind of like living in the forest like it's like a slightly bear yeah, the, uh, the tree i remember ba- I re- that's like my biggest memory of the berenstein bear berenstein yeah. bears is yeah. the tree house that they live in right it's like a bear styled version of anthropomorphism so yeah and they're and mama at least is pretty intelligent it's only papa bear that's like kind of a dunce it's definitely very much like the the classic honeymooners uh, Simpsons yeah. Family Guy style. Like yeah. that's the husband is an oaf, but it's not his fault. It's just the writers. Yeah, you know? he's well meaning. Uh, I want to just wait real quick before we go to five it's for Emma because she's the only person who's read C.S. Lewis. I very much forgot something important about the plot of that book. So please remove Mister Bultitude from the list. Oh, okay. See ya. <laughs> yes, he's good. I like him. Oh, okay. We're at, we are pro <laughs> Mr. Bulkitude. What is bulk? What is it? Bultitude. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So forget I ever said it. Okay. Emma specifically. Gone. Just you, Emma. This has been a note to Emma. Yes. All right. Uh, number five. Number five. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a personal relationship with this bear, but my impression is that everyone really likes this bear. It's Paddington Bear. How familiar with Paddington Bear are you? Exactly the same amount as you. I am aware that there are two recent Paddington films that I should have seen because they're universally acclaimed. Right. I am aware of Paddington Station in London, which I couldn't look at Paddington Station without thinking about Paddington Bear. And I think my sister had a Paddington Bear. And that's it. He's like, I know he's like cutesy and nice. And he's lost? Yeah, I think he just shows Isn't up. Isn't the and... story he was, like, inspired by somebody seeing a either a bear or a kid, now I forget which, alone in a train station during World War II? Isn't that, like, the story? Yeah, he, he's found at Paddington Railway Station in London by the Brown family, sitting on a suitcase with a note attached to his coat that reads, Please look after this bear. Thank you. <laughs> what's what's interesting about paddington bear though and what separates him from like the berenstein bear is is that he's a bear like an actual bear that i think is like living in a world of like just human beings like he is right like he's not like it's not like he's living in a world that's like completely populated exclusively by bears like he's and he's not like a, a muppet bear yeah like he's an actual bear Right? So I think that's kind of cool. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's not a teddy bear? I'm pretty sure he's an actual bear. Maybe I'm making that up. No, I don't know. So what's funny? So I just want to go back to the origins real quick because I had given you two possible stories and they're both right or both wrong. 
It's, uh, I'm just going to read you the passage from Wikipedia. Michael Bond based Paddington Bear on a lone teddy bear he noticed on a shelf in a London store near Paddington Station on Christmas Eve 1956, which he bought as a present for his wife. He may uh, have also been inspired by the sight during World War II of Jewish refugee children from Europe or of London children being evacuated to the countryside. Brutal. Yeah, pretty tough stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bear. It seems like he's a bear. He's just a bear bear. Wow, interesting. Yeah, apparently he's from Peru. Darkest Peru. Darkest Peru. Darkest Peru. (laughs) Not to be confused with, like, you know, Peru. Mm, Well, we can ignore the darkest part. Yeah. I, uh... (laughs) I'm surprised it wasn't the white family that found him. We might have to move him up then, because, like... That's fucking wild that he's an actual bear that lives with humans. Yeah, like, that, I, for some reason, that, like, that he is an actual bear functioning this well in the human world <laughs> is pretty remarkable. Does he talk? Yeah, he speaks. He's a speaking bear. I like that, like, That's impressive. I like that whoever abandoned Paddington Bear was like, Jesus Christ, we gotta get rid of this fucking bear. It's like, what do we... Should we drop him off at a... Like, they don't drop him off at a police station or, like, they don't drop him off, like, in the fucking yeah. woods. Like, they, like, br- they just, like, drop him off at a train station. Like, like you would... That's a great point. Like, like, you wouldn't do that to a child. Like, you would bring a child to a police station or, like, an orphanage. But, like, I guess with a bear, yeah. your options are somewhat more limited. But that's but, not... But, importantly, like, this is old-timey days and this is a... a presumably, they realized at this point this is a talking bear... Yeah, right. (laughs) Could you not take that on the road with the Ringling Brothers and make, you know, make, we're going to make our fortune on this talking bear? Like, couldn't you go around the the talking bear? From Darkest Peru? Like, couldn't you dress (laughs) him up in a, a, like a corn, with a corn cob pipe and a stovetop hat and all that shit and make some money? Yeah, this feels like a much darker story where, like, Paddington, like, lives in a cage and, like, has to perform nightly and, like, only can eat a small fish for dinner each night. Yeah, and they've got a, um, they've got, like, a sharpened broom handle they poke at him to get him to do stuff. His, yeah, his only, fr- you know how these stories, his only friends are, like, a conjoined twins and a contortionist and, like, an ambidextrous guy, like, <laughs> that's it. Like, he finds family with, like, these freaks. Basically, what we're saying is the story of Killer Croc from yeah. Batman, the animated series. Exactly. And we all know how that ended. Yep with parole so i'm like honestly like things ended up really well for paddington bear yeah that's true he he very well could have ended up in like a boys (laughs) reformatory from like olden times where just bad stuff happens or like yeah or in like a a home for large hairy gay men (laughs) (laughs) but it's but it's all time so it's like not very friendly to the lifestyle it's yeah. Yeah, this is before yeah, I'm like glad Paddington turned out okay. Yeah, this is before like being a large hairy gay man, like it's like a, a good thing to be in society. Like it for the most part is yeah. now. Like Yeah, like, now it's like, oh he's a bear. Like it's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's Paddington. Tough break for Paddington, yeah. Well, g- good break. A good I break, guess, really. Yeah. So number four. I think should be should be moved below Paddington when we're done here because I think he mostly lives in a world of other bears. Is Yogi Bear like yeah? Like all the other bears that Yogi hangs out with are other bears. But to his credit, like he's pretty smart, and does a lot of bear things. 
he's always looking for a picnic basket. Yep. <laughs> Which, like, I think and that... saying, hey, boo-boo. Yep. Like, that's a bear thing, right? Like, that's straight out of bearedom, taking picnic baskets from yeah. picnickers. That's the bariest thing that you can do. Like, you and I were talking before the show started about hunting, and one thing that uh, you'll learn is the paramount importance of keeping your uh harvest out of the reach of bears yeah because they will go after your shit do you remember that incredible incredible episode of mythbusters where they did anti-bear techniques for campsites it's like that's one of the greatest episodes of television tell the people about how let's talk about um food like a cooler that is in a minivan kyle yeah it was basically how safe is that not safe at all but like the the wild thing is that like while the food inside your van is not safe the like your van itself and like the cooler and like the upholstery in your car is actually probably fine like because this bear like it was incredible they got this bear and they like told it like basically showed it like there's all this fucking meat in this van and so and then they would set up all these anti-bear defenses which like, almost none of which worked except like weirdly like a ring of cayenne around the van like was effective uh, which is really cool yeah. but anyways like for most of the things the bear was just like what okay whatever and like you would expect a bear to like go into a van and like fucking tear it apart until it got to the meat but this bear like very calmly like very smart bear style like slid open the door of this van and like peeked his the head door inside. opening was one of the most remarkable things i've ever it seen it was amazing it was amazing to see it happen it was like and then like it like calmly like it was like oh a cooler and it like opened it up and looked inside and upon seeing the meat inside like casually removed the the lid from the cooler and then like scooped the meat out and then fucking left like it was amazing it was like uh and i just want to be clear for the listeners kyle is actually not exaggerating anything no. he's saying and like the way you're describing these movements in human terms is accurate it was it was really really fun to watch it was like the episode of um where they did the bowl in the china shop the and bowl like in the china shop yep it just like tastefully walked around the china shop without breaking anything like that was this bear getting to the bottom of this cooler it was so cool it's like a true surprise which is pretty cool and novel for a show like that to just truly surprise you because most of the time when they're doing a myth it's just one of two options like is this going to work or is this not going to work but to have it go the way it went and with such dexterity and such care, it was just... It didn't even feel like that was an option. We should put that bear on this list. Yeah, agreed. Unfortunately, I, the scariest thing about it, Kyle, it's a real bear. That's yeah. just a bear that lives out there. I got a scary story for you. <laughs> the, I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I bet the first time you told us about the sca- the smart bear was when we watched this episode of Mythbusters. Because I remember watching it with you in it college. probably was. You were like, this is the fucking bear from my dreams. Yeah. So, Kyle, that brings us to a very special part of the list. The honorables. Okay, I got a lot here, surprisingly. I'm I'm into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through them. I'm gonna blow through them. Let's blow through them, baby. Poe, the Kung Fu Panda. Yep. Ko his name is. Yeah. I kind of forgot that pandas were bears until I got to the end of this list. Uh and then I thought I'd mention Poe. Is the red panda a a, a bear? Or is that a different I think technically that's like a wolf. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I think that's one that's not actually a bear. The panda panda is a bear, but I, I think, think the red panda is not a bear. The red panda is like fox adjacent. 
They're so beautiful. I'm looking at a picture right now. They're wondrous creatures. Yeah. All right. To continue, it's not really that important. The tangerine bear from the movie, The Tangerine Bear. Did you ever see that one? I don't think I know that one. He's this bear. It's a teddy bear that lives on like a shelf in a toy store. And his, he gets like bleached by the sun and his smile is sewn on upside down. So he's like kind of fucked up. And it's like a story about, it's a story about like appreciating what's special about you. It's really nice, but he's a tangerine teddy bear. That's kind of beautiful. It's actually a Christmas movie. So this is, it is the season. Wow. Might be time. Yeah. You'll let, you'd like, you, you actually specifically would really like it. Okay. The bear, the bear, and then adjacent, the maiden fair. (laughs) <laughs> what color is he uh what color i don't All remember black the words. and brown and covered oh, yeah. in hair that's right yeah <laughs> with uh flowers or licked the honey from her hair what's the doesn't wasn't that part of it oh it sure is he licked that honey baby yeah singing of which i just rewatched the episode with um uh pod singing jenny of old stones mm, god it's gorgeous oh god beautiful that was right yeah. before the fall. <laughs> yeah. Like literally right before. <laughs> it's like the last good thing that happened on that yeah. show. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a beautiful episode. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. We'll talk about that. We're actually probably going to specifically talk about that another day. Uh, various mascots. So Grizzlies. Yeah, I was wondering about them. The Grizzly, the Memphis Grizzlies, Chicago Cubs, the Chicago Bears, the Boston Bruins, like lots of mascots. Yeah. None of them are like... I'm sure they're all important to the people who are fans of those teams, but like I couldn't name any of those mascots. Yeah, they're also not typically very smart. They're they score highly on the bearing piece of it, but like yeah. not very high on the smart. Yeah. Yeah. For this time of year specifically, the Coca-Cola polar bears that show up often around Christmas time. I real I do really like them. They're great. They're very bearish and they're like definitely pretty smart. Yeah, but they like they also drink Coca Cola though. So yeah, that's not well. It's tasty, but it's yeah, in moderation. One of my very favorite bears, who Bosco. So do you? You never watched Avatar all the way through, right? Oh, I am. It's funny actually. You say that. I am currently. Aang is agonizing over whether to kill the Fire Lord right now. It's amazing. He's on the island, like communing with Avatar's past about whether he should kill. The Fire Lord. I had no idea you were that far, and I'm so excited that you're like we're gonna do we're gonna do like eight Avatar episodes. There's so yeah, much to talk show, about. That's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's, it's incredible, it's truly remarkable. And there's a there's a pod idea that's not related to Avatar specifically that I've been thinking about for a long time. And now having watched Avatar, the list would just be hilariously incomplete without a particular uh piece of avatar in it so okay i'm so excited that you watch avatar um but anyways so you know then that like in the avatar world there's like all these cool bear hybrids like there's like a platypus bear and like i love the platypus bear there's all these different kinds of bears and then like but the novelty is in the earth kingdom the earth king actually has just a bear and like has a high seat Mm -hmm. at the table and they're like what kind of bear is it and they're like no it's just a bear and like that's the it's like weird that it's just a bear bosco so that's bosco great call that's a great pick the other one is uh hey bye which is like if you remember it's like this um 
this really cool episode in season one of Avatar where this town is being terrorized by like this demon spirit and Aang <sighs> I don't want to spoil it for anybody because you should go watch Avatar, but basically... It is, like, today. Yeah, like, right now. It's on Netflix. Like, you have no excuse. And um, you'll think it's childish at first, and you'll realize it's it's not. But anyways, there's this... Oh my god, not at all. <laughs> there's this spirit of a, a panda bear that is, like, like living adjacent to this village that's being harassed. And it's just a beautiful episode and a beautiful spirit bear. So that's Hey Bye. More bears. Uh, Coda and Kanai from Brother Bear, the Disney movie. I'm glad you mentioned that one. That was one that I, I... It deserves to be an honorable. It's not on the list, but like I wanted to make sure that got mentioned. Yep. Spoiler alert if you have not seen uh, Brave, the Pixar movie. The bears in that movie, like it, her, like the cool, like terrifying, like badass bear. And then also when her mom and brothers get turned into bears that I remember being like really the little brothers as bears is awesome. Yeah. I remember not knowing anything about that movie and being really like surprised and delighted with like the route that that movie's plot takes. Completely agreed. The bear in the big blue house. Also, I think a puppet. I don't know that one. Oh, it's a kid show about this bear that lives in this big blue house. Oh, I do know that. I, I take that back. I do know that one. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow, that's a weird. That was I completely forgot about that. Playhouse Disney. Yeah, I love Playhouse Disney. The only reason I think thought about it so much is I didn't watch it that much. It was just because we lived in a big blue house, Mm -hmm. and so it got brought up a lot. Like when people saw our house, they'd be like, "That makes sense." Like, "Oh, you got a bear living in there?" No, you know that kind of thing. So remember Roly Poly Oly? He's small and short and brown, and in the land of course, he's the shortest kid around. I love that show. In the land of quirks and quirks and turns and something. Shit, man, I don't know. But in the land of shapes and... I don't know. Is he a bear? I don't think so. No, but it was during Playhouse Disney. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Last one I have, I think you might have alluded to him earlier, is Ted from Ted. Yeah. Not bear-like at all. Yeah. And to be clear, his achievement does not match his aptitude. He achieves very little in his uh, personal and professional lives, at least early on. Right. Um, <laughs> but he has plenty of aptitude. Yeah, no question. Those are my honorables. So I guess we'll Excellent. save any you have for after. Yeah, I've got. I've I've got. I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm guessing at least two are going to be on your top three. I'm guessing, which makes I'm curious though. Looking at my list, I I doubt all three are. I've written all three, so there's going to be a surprise for me. I think. So number three, and this is just because they're like mythic kind of like place in our culture. They're not actually that smart, clearly, <laughs> but they're fairly bear, bear-like, bear I guess. The three bears. Okay, so I, it's funny. You actually, that was on my list. So I think I think all three are going to be on the list then. That was one that I wrote too. So I think they're smart. So here's my here's my rationale. I think in the world of the three bears... They're the only bears that live in a house. That's my belief. That's how I like to think about it. Because we don't encounter any other bears that live in houses. So I think that they're just these very special, brilliant bears that have built a home. And I like to think that Goldilocks trusts them not to eat her, regardless of whether they're home or not home, because she knows that they're such advanced bears that they don't commit acts of random violence. That's what I like to think. Wow. I kind of like your take because 
if I'm thinking, it's kind of weird. Because, like, is Goldilocks, like, surprised to find that there's a house that belongs to bears? Like, I think she's heard about this family in particular. Like, I think she heard that they're really smart bears and they've built a nice little house for themselves. And, you know, she can walk by and they're not just going to munch her because, you know, she went to their house. The only thing is, like, they're not quite smart enough to, like, uniformly temperature their porridge. And, like... <sighs> but and they have personal preferences. I don't, Do they? Because they, like... They, like... I thought my impression was that, like, one of them was, like, God damn it. We were talking about this the other day. One, I don't remember whose it is. But one of them was, like, oh, fuck. Like, this porridge is too hot. Let's go for a walk in the woods. And... <laughs> like that's the solution and the other two are like well my porridge mm. is just right and the other one is like that doesn't help me at all my porridge is actually already cold but they do it anyways like i don't know or, or is it implied that they're like done eating their porridge and they've just like well, that's what's whatever goldilocks finds is left over i don't remember that's a good question now that you say that like but also like they probably it's not like they have a microwave like it's hard to get porridge like it at different temperatures if like that's the way you like it but like i guess if, like, i'd also like to think that they bought the the stovetop from like an appliance store and <laughs> because of their successful bear exploits it's like a new stove yeah and they haven't gotten used to the temperatures just yet but they will it could be yeah i really like your idea that like there are other bears in this universe like i actually like to think that this is our universe and like these are just three bears that yeah. happen to be really smart and live in a house. Yeah. I, that's what I think. All Personally, right. that's my take on what happened in this story. In I'm which cool. case, they are very deserving of their top three status. Great. Put them there. I like it. You've, yeah. helped, you've helped me out. Yep. Number two, very high on this list because of supreme intelligence and like extremely bear-like. And one of my all-time favorite bears, it's Baloo the Bear. Yeah, so Baloo, Baloo is the perfect cross-section for this list because he is supremely bear-like and supremely smart. Like, I, I actually don't think you could find a more perfect combination. Number one might score so highly on one or the other of the measures that he or she, you know, outranks Baloo. But Baloo is just such a... It's, Baloo is like the Michael Young of this list. Like, just <laughs> does everything well. I'm I'm thinking probably we'll have to switch these and put Baloo at number one because, like... I think Baloo probably is number one because I think I know who you currently have as number one. Yeah. And I think he should be really high, but I, Baloo is, like... Baloo, Baloo is, I imagine, is the reason this list exists. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and he's, like... He's, like, not only supremely intelligent, like, he knows how to get shit done and, like... <clears throat> yes like, that's the other thing he's the he's like we were talking about with king rat he's like the guy who can get you stuff he also has like a, a very big lebowski like the dude kind yeah. of philosophy on life well he's got like a very cordial relationship with a, like a pretty wide cross-section of the jungle yeah. like he's on speaking terms with bagheera and also kai and the wolves and like yeah is implied that he like gets like gets on with king louis like, the only person he, like, doesn't yeah. quite get yeah, on. Yeah, they have sort of, like, an uneasy piece, right? Yeah, it's, like, the only person that he, like, doesn't really buddy up with is Shere Khan, which, like, fair, right? He's Shere Khan. Yeah, so, Shere Khan's a dick. But, like, he knows, like, not only is he, like, intelligent and, like, how to, like, like survive and get things done, but he's, like, wise. Like, he's intelligent and wise. Yes, like, he exactly. Kno he knows that all you need 
are the bare necessities, you know? The wisdom is the piece that really sets him apart here. Right. And it's, like, intentional wisdom. Like, he knows that he's, like, he knows his shit. He's, like, actually, yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect that he was voiced by Bill Murray in the uh, John Favreau one because, like, it's actually the perfect kind of, like, like Bill Murray. <laughs> like, literally perfect. Like, he's as self-assured in himself as Bill Murray is, but, like, as deservedly so as Bill Murray is also. I said the dude earlier. I think that uh, Jeff Bridges would probably be the only other actor I would want to do that voice. Like, I think Bill Murray and, <laughs> and Jeff Bridges are the choices for that. Just, like, look for the bare necessities, man. Everything, <laughs> man. Else, everything else will take care of itself. <laughs> I could just picture the dude just, like, floating on his back in a river with Mowgli right? si- with a with, smoke and a J with Mowgli sitting on his stomach and he's like hey, oh hey man <laughs> <laughs> hey what are you some kind of man cup <laughs> amazing amazing that's so, cr- that's the kind of crossover content that this podcast was invented for yeah exactly I'm happy yeah. I'm really happy with that all right don't disappoint the people what's number one yeah number one I think we should move down is uh Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, so I think Winnie the Pooh is probably like, I don't know, we could talk about reshuffling, definitely top three to four, but Baloo is number one, for sure. My initial thinking was that Pooh is like, he's, uh, he's also kind of like, like depending on how like meta you're assessing the Winnie the Pooh-verse, like, he's a stuffed animal, right? Like, and is only like really alive in Christopher Robin's mind. Like, that's kind of the thing. So, like, he loses points because, like, like Baloo is a bear, like, for sure. It's an actual bear. Yeah. But Pooh, like, does a lot of bearish things. Like, he doesn't wear pants. He, like, loves honey. Like, that's all he fucking cares about is eating honey, which is, like, kind of a bear thing. But he's also, like, very, like, unintentionally kind of, like, he's not, like, he's not smart, but he's got a really, really high EQ. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's, he is I would argue that uh, Winnie the Pooh is the kindest character in the history of fiction. Like I might go as I might go that far. I I don't remember a character who I found more likable and approachable than Winnie. He's the perfect kind of like friend that like to help you like guide you through childhood, which is like kind of what he does for Christopher Robin. Like he's a good person to learn lessons from, and actually like quite heart heartwarmingly like even outside of childhood. If you've seen um christopher robin with ian mcgregor unfortunately I still have it which is i know you i know it's uh it's worth going back for it's really good so yeah poo poo score is really high on eq and some bareness so i think he still belongs quite high especially given his like notoriety in the bear world the bear verse but i i think ultimately baloo probably takes the top spot i think that's probably right but I just, I don't know. I, I do think cultural resonance has to matter. And I think it's it's unsurprising that the top three, as it's currently situated, are all from works of fiction or from uh, fables that have been around for a long time because they've all had a long time to sink into our collective consciousness. And Winnie the Pooh is just... I think probably one of the most universally recognized fictional characters and most universally beloved and is definitely, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, one of those characters that as a kid you were ashamed to like or be exposed to because it like wasn't cool. 
And then the older you get, the more you like and appreciate it because you you look and you're like, wow, that was actually a beautifully animated kind of complex storyline that is just really sweet and nice and just the perfect message for kids. So yep. even though those aren't exactly the criteria we're evaluating on, I do think there's a reason that those three are all right at the top of our list. Yeah, I obviously agree with you. What else were you thinking about in terms of bears? So uh, it's funny. I was I was Googling, thinking I, there's really only two that I wanted to mention because you really nailed this list. Um, one is uh, is a two for Muck and Luck, who are the goofy polar bears from Balto. Uh, They're just like always up to no good and harassing Boris, uh, the goose. So I really love Muck and Luck. Uh, also, on the not tops, there's a bear in... Um, the fox and the hound that uh i think they catch in a bear trap and it's like this probably the most terrifying animated bear that i remember i'm looking at a photo right now it's just a gigantic bear with these devilish red eyes Ooh. so that's a scary bear that i want to. oh yeah holy shit yeah. that's terrifying it's pretty terrifying right wow um, so he yeah he's on the not toms fuck i know the other the other bear that i think warrants consideration but probably a, a, an honorable but a strong honorable is corduroy so corduroy is kind of like paddington for me where although i i have like more of a, a kind of relationship with corduroy but it's just a, an avatar for cute sweet bears that yeah. uh you know mean a lot to people so corduroy was our family's bear but corduroy is i think a pretty similar concept to uh, paddington yeah probably um, but God, Corduroy is just adorable. He's really cute. So I think we should do a little re-ranking. I agree. I think that in this new world order, Baloo is the for sure number one. I agree. I think Winnie the Pooh should still be high, though. I put Winnie the Pooh at two. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I want to move Paddington up to four. Because mm -hmm. I I really like that he like is a bear that exists in a non-bear world. I think he... Yeah, that was a big... That's a big ups for him. What do you think? Anywhere else you see amendments and addendums? I think we move Smokey Bear back to nine. And I think we move Yorick up to six. I'm... Slide Berenstein to seven, Fozzie to eight, and keep Banjo at ten. I like that. I was trying to like temper my own love of yorick this was a you were trying to be fair yeah yeah but he, really, truly he's like by far the smartest bear on this list and like also does like a ton of bear things like like kill seals and like save their fat and stuff so i love yorick also as much of a classic as his dark materials is right now give it 50 or 100 years like I, that sounds ridiculous but uh his dark materials is a story that will absolutely positively live in the same universe as things like the jungle book and winnie the pooh all right great work mike we did this in like a relatively timely fashion and had lively discussion and came up with a really good list here i'm very happy with our efforts today me too i did promise the listener we would re-rank like four times which we're not going to do but um, otherwise i think we delivered on our promises we re-ranked we we moved some no, no, on. I promise we would re-rank it and then re-rank again and then re-rank oh, again. Oh, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, which I don't think we did. We made but a couple. I think they probably are happy to be done. Like their run is over right if now. If anyone's if anyone's listening at this point, they're probably fine with it. Yeah, they're good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll relay them to you again as a summary, and then we'll leave. All right. That's what I was planning to do. Let's do it. Great. So number ten is Banjo from Banjo and Kazooie. <clears throat> number nine, Smokey the Bear. Don't forget about uh, forest fires, kids. No, but find out information on your own about how to prevent them. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, Fozzie Bear, uh, a Muppet. Waka, waka, waka. Not to be confused with a puppet. Number number seven, the entire Bernstein Bear family. Uh, number six, Yorick Bernison. <laughs> Yorick Bernison. Number five, Yogi Bear. Number four, Paddington Bear from Darkest Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that still makes me uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) tough look (laughs) yeah number three uh the three bears of goldilocks fame number two winnie the pooh and of course number one uh baloo yeah kyle really wonderful i sometimes think on our like the episodes that i really enjoyed doing they're the ones where i'm like that's why we did this thing and this is one of those ones this is why we did this thing this so, is a well, this, well done yeah this is a classic kind of just like dumb conversation to have so i i'm happy with it yeah word well why don't we wrap it up with a couple things yeah i always say thanks to kevin mcleod who we do not know unfortunately but who has provided us with absolutely stank tastic not top three and intro musics I always usually thank my sister after that. Her, at this point, I thank my sister Erin for providing us with artwork. I always thank her, uh, and then I direct you to Sant Design at Instagram, where you can see more of her stylings. And lately, I've been saying, make sure you actually visit Sant Design on Instagram and keep up with her short story art project, because that is a top 10 upcoming in the future. Oh, shoot. I got to get on that. I get to I, I know. Get me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, I will typically refer you to our delightful uh, social meds, uh, including our Facebook Top 10 KM. I think that one is called Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. And then you can check out our Instagram at Top 10 KM with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. You can shoot us an email at Top 10 KM at gmail.com with the 10 spelled out T-E-N as well. Tell us all the ways we failed you. Good ideas. Tell us that... The red panda is in fact a bear, which I don't think it is. If you tell us that, you're probably wrong. We'll email you back accordingly. Uh, and a special thanks to our social media director, my wife, my wife, uh, <laughs> Caroline Labranti, for her wonderful work. And if you're looking for more of that, you can check out her sturf at cml.photos on Instagram. Though I think that's going to be changing uh, somewhat soon to uh, reflect at some point that I think she's changing her last name. So keep an eye on that. Oh, a lot of good stuff that will directly benefit me financially. So, uh, <laughs> you know, follow her and purchase her goods and services. Um, and then finally, while well, you're probably listening to us on some sort of listening app, if you're looking for another fun, uh, you can check us out on, uh, I don't know, a couple ones, the Apple podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, Yorick Kyleson, that's what I have to say. I like that. Ooh. We have to work on that. <laughs> oh. Right. Yo for Mike Nissen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all 
Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, talk, Kyle, we'll talk offline let's, about let's, the tattoos yeah. we're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. All right. Peace.